Okay, welcome to the third episode of the Chris Watches Podcast. Evil Season 1, Episode 3. Let's get right into it. So the episode opens up. David... David is describing the demonic possession, the different possessions, and he's listening. He says there's six. The first first one is demonic possession. Second is physical pain. Third is diabolical oppression. Fourth is diabolic infestation. And fifth is diabolical subjugation. And six is diabolical obsession. So now they got a new case, and it's it's uh it's somebody's boss, Patty. Yeah, the the case David is explaining this stuff because they got this new case, and they want to determine they the the case is presented as diabolical oppression. So that's what they going to investigate. So now they meet with this lady because she's the one that called them. And it's her boss. Her name is Patty. And her boss is like Duke. He's somebody important in Hollywood in the Broadway space. And Kristen is a fan. So uh, Patty explains that he fired 67 assistants. And he keeps damaging cell phones that she kept on having to replace. And he's a Broadway producer. And Kristen is a fan. Uh, and then uh, Patty shows them a, f- a video footage of of Duke in his office, and and they just show his show from the back. So you see the back of his head and his neck, and it's and it seems like he's sweating blood. And Patty then tells him that he fired sixty seven assistants. And he, he's constantly breaking cell phones. And whenever he enters or leaves the office, the temperature changes. When he enters, it gets cold. When he leaves, it goes back to normal. So Kristen gets a phone call in the middle of the, of the briefing of the assistant. And it's one of the mothers from one of the cases she worked before she took the job as a, as the, a part of David's team. And she's saying the new guy that, her old boss hired Leland Townsend is reversing the decision that she had made on that case. She's complaining that because Kristen thought that the, the kid was too young to go to adult jail, to adult prison. And Leland is fighting that he needs to go to an adult prison. So she's crying to Kristen, like, help. She's pleading for help. Leland is really an asshole. So... So now they take the case and they report back to the Monsignor. David believes it's anger management. He does not believe it's possession. Actually, none of them do. But the Monsignor tells him, You come to me that we keep fighting the big evil. But this is everyday evil and this is everyday evil. So, so get to work. So now the... So now Kristen is back in the courtroom, and now she sees Le- Leland. So Leland, I mean, so Kristen approaches the the kid's lawyer and says he she wants to testify, 
And the lawyer says, you can't testify. You was used to work on the other side. And she goes, I, I don't want to testify on behalf of the kid. I want to testify to, 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 to what you would call it. I want to, I want to testify against Leland Towson to discredit him as an, as a, a reliable source. So, so yeah, also with the assistant, she told that this all started because homeboy lost to Tony. So now they, now they actually meeting the boss and David brings up, the assistant said you lost this, you changed your behavior once you lost to Tony. And he reacts angrily, a Tony. And then, and then he says, he mentions something about a manual which Kristen read, and Kristen shouts the name of the manual, and that intrigues Duke very much. So he's very intrigued by Kristen by that. So, so is the book that that Kristen shouted out was Fifty Three Rules of Dominance because he had mentioned I'm on uh, rule number fourteen, blase blase blah, and Kristen recognized and said, "Oh, the Fifty Three Rules of Dominance," and then. Ben, as he's talking to David and Kristen, Ben is behind him, and he notices that he's in fact sweating blood. So Ben confronts him about it, and he and Duke disregards it, like pushes it aside, like it's not unimportant. And then Ben gets in closer, and he figured out that homeboy is going bald. That's just his hair plugs. Hair plugs got an infection. So then they telling all this to Patty after they done interviewed with uh, Duke. And Patty shows him shows them a video, a live footage video of Duke arguing with himself, presumably himself in the office. But then he says he starts he looks up and he starts talking. And then he starts choking. So so my guess is that he was arguing with a demon. He said some shit the demon didn't like. And the demon choked his ass. So David goes to his the, his friend, the exorcist. And he tells him about Duke and the case they're on. And he's telling him, I may need some help. And the, the exorcist tells him, do you have any proof? Because I have four other exorcisms on the schedule. Do you have any proof? And, and David tells him, nah, I saw a video. And the... Guy was so excited, the video. And David just says, No, it was just a live stream. We didn't record it. And he goes, Record it. You gotta record it. I need the proof. So so David also talks to him about about his image. About his dream, his his visions. And the man tells him, Alright, you have a vision. Write it down. Just keep writing it down. And then he brought up the 60 again. David brought up the 60 and he doesn't know what the 60 implies. He thinks it's something demonic, but he has no clue. And, and no one knows. So now we cut back to David in his, in his studio apartment. If you see the place, there's not even a bedroom. It's just a bed. I don't even think there's a kitchen in that motherfucker. Anyway, he's in there. He's drawing. And... 
At first, I when he was drawing, I thought he was drawing the the spherical thing that he saw in the end of the last episode, the orange thing where he saw Julia. I thought he was drawing that, but it turns out he's drawing a person, and Leland, Leland, the trees intrusive thoughts are in his head. So when he starts drawing a person, he starts getting excited. He thinks he's drawing a female. So now. Kristen is back in her house. She's watching some anger man. Not even in her house. I think she's she's in the courtroom. Outside the courtroom waiting to be called. And she's watching some anger management tape. And the guy in the anger manager says. He gives his anger a name. That's relevant for some reason. So we do that. And now. So now. They put. So now Kristen's back inside and they see Leland talking. And now they attack Kristen using her therapy notes. And Leland's fighting the therapy notes. The the lawyer that she, uh, Kristen is a part of objects and says, You can't use therapy notes. That's a confidentiality between the patient and the therapist. And the lawyer says, Well, since Kristen is not on trial, we can use these. Which doesn't even seem right, but okay, it's a TV show. So now, so now the lawyer talked to uh, Kristen and tells her, "You can't take the stand. Though that though that last testimony by Leland discredits your your non your non biased opinion because in those notes, she has expressed to a therapist that she tends to like the the people she interviews. As a psychologist, she interviews people. She tends to like them, and that's the." And that's the fighting point. That's why the defense attorney, I mean, that's why the plaintiff or defense attorney actually can't take Kristen on stand because she's been discredited by leading snake ass. So. So now they go back to talking to about this dude and the demon had the demon that that Duke was talking to, presumably talking to himself, he was, the demon has a name and it's called Joe. So, Kristen just says, discredits what he said is Joe, because the guy said is Joe. And she's refer- referencing back to the anger management video, she said. She confronts, she confronts Duke and says, you just gave your anger a name. It's not a person. You just gave that person a name. Looking for the human explanation. So Kristen, Kristen cuts right to the chest and cuts right to, she has no hair on her tongue and she pretty much tells him, stop being a dick. And, and Duke says, looks very seriously at Kristen, you're going to die. And David looks at him seriously, like, what did you say? And then he says, you're all going to die. So this man, Lionel Luther is losing his mind. And then he looks up, and he tells, and he sh- says it loudly enough, "Tell him, Joe." And then, and then, and then Joe starts talking, and then he says, "I'm the buyer of souls and whatnot." And then he says, "I'm a buyer of souls, and yours only cost you a Tony." So that's the Tony. That is the start point again. So Ben. 
uh, thinks someone is hacking the virtual assistant. And then he tells Ben and Kristen that someone's hacking in. And then David asks, could the thermostat be hacked in too? And Ben says, yes, it's using smart technology. It is. I love how all this Wi-Fi shit is called smart technology. Like smart TV. Everything is smart. So it means everything before that was dumb. It was a dumb TV. So, yeah, that's what that is. So. David is talking to Joe. And uh, and Joe is just repeating what David is saying. So David just says, I could just turn you off. And then he says, we don't need a button. We don't need an on button. And the Joe calls David by his actual name. That's shocking. So then Ben tells Kristen to go down to the cafe because he tracked the signal. And the signal's coming from the cafe downstairs. So she told he tells Kristen to go downstairs and just look at the people in the cafe. And then Ben tells her, there's anyone there with gamer headsets or earbuds? And she says X amount of she says X amount of people with gamer headsets or X amount of people with earbuds. So Ben tells him to focus tells her to focus on that. Then he goes into the room with David and the virtual assistant. And then he plays a high pitched tone into the speaker. So and then Joe's like, huh, something, something decibels. You, that's not good enough. Like, brushes that shit off. So then Ben goes to the office and tells everyone he's going to disconnect the Wi-Fi for a little bit. He disconnects it. And the virtual assistant, it's like, a, like, it's like it sounds like a demon dying. It's like growling and moaning. And it's very spooky. And then David had recorded that. David had recorded that and played the recording to the Monsignor. So. So now Ben and Kristen visit David's studio apartment in the church, apparently. This man is dedicated. He lives in the church. He's becoming a priest. He gave up coochie. This man is dedicated. So Ben tells them that. He thinks the hacker is using Bluetooth, not Wi-Fi. And then, and then David, and then David, as Ben's about to leave, David says, be careful. And Ben looks at him like, careful for what? It's just a hacker, like totally dismissing this guy. So now Kristen and David are alone. And Kristen asks David, do the, do the church scandals bother you? And David says, yes, they do. And then Kristen asks, why why become a priest? And David says, because I believe in God, and God told me to become a priest. And then Kristen asks another follow-up question. The church's treatment of gays. How do you, do you like that? And David says, no. Very definitive no. David, and then David tells her, tells her about, about back in the, in the when he was signed up for the military, and he says he was embedded with, I think it was sixty or 30, 15, some x amount of number of marines. And and then he realized that how much he loved them. And David didn't like the person he became before he joined the military. 
he he jumped from place to place and jumped from woman to woman. He didn't like the image he became. So he sees the the Marines. They were the first guy in the building and the last guy to leave. So that dedication, he he admired that dedication. He wanted that level of commitment. So after that conversation, they route to step out, step away, and Kristen's walking to the exit. And then she notices the drawing. You know, the drawing he was drawing with Leland. And she recognizes it. She says the name. I think it was Salvatore Mundi. And it's a Da Vinci painting. So after Kristen leaves, David is on his computer. And he looks up the painting. And he sees the actual painting. And in the painting, the character is holding like an orb. And there's three dots on the orb. So that's... So Ben, so now we cut back to Ben, we cut back to Ben, and Ben brought the, the I'm going to call it the Joe Lexa, the Joe Lexa back to his house and with his sister, and asks, because such as, it's disconnected into the thing, he tells about the case, and then she, and then he's, and then she has Bluetooth, and he, apparently he checked, and there's no Bluetooth, so she thinks it's something else. She says, I, I forgot what she says. Excuse me. She says something and then they're going to work mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. So Ben is just dragging, just grasping for straws. He's looking for all kinds of help. And this is a this is a character development for his sister. Now she's a computer whiz too. It makes sense that she's on the show. That's his... That's his confidant in this whole matter. He can't go to Kristen and David and talk technology stuff. Because they don't know what the hell he's talking about. So now he has a talking to buddy. So now it cuts to Kristen. Cuts to Kristen catching up to Leland as he leaves the courthouse. And they have a conversation. And and Kristen, and Kristen confronts him like, why are you doing this? And Leland is a Leland is, is a dick. And he's talking about this dude needs adult prison to mold him and make him more susceptible. My thing is susceptible for 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 demon corruption. And then Kristen says something about about him going to jail. He's like, Oh, you can't put him in jail, he's just a child. And Leland quick fast and hurry. After the second prison rape, he won't be. And it's like, Leland is a fucking dick, man. So, after the conversation, Kristen was recording the conversation. So, she got some damning evidence. So, now we cut back to Ben and his sister in the house. And their personal, their personal virtual assistant, Joe, connected to the Joe Lexa and started talking. And then the draw. Rewind, reset. They started talking, and then they, uh, the sister and Ben walk out the room, and they talking about it, and they come to the conclusion that he jumped. He was because the Joe Lexa is in the house, so the the dude hacked in Joe Lexa, scanned the room, got a hold of Ben's cell phone, hacked that. And with that, he was able to hack into 
his dad's virtual assistant. That's the human explanation for that. So now we cut back to David, still on his computer. He did a lot of drawings. That writing down was just, was just like a, like ten minutes, like ten minutes ago in Showtime. But in that time, he did drew mad drawings of his visions. So, anyway, he's looking at one of his drawings of his visions. And he sees, and then he sees Roman numerals on the tops and side. So he's on the world map. So he there's an option to input coordinates for long longitude and mag, uh, latitude. So I was gonna say latitude. All my all my WWE fans know what I'm talking about. So he inputted the Roman numerals as longitude and latitude, and led to the East Coast. So then, so so then he he puts the picture on the computer and. Makes it very transparent. So he lines the dots up. And it goes to New York. To Chicago. And Washington D.C. So now his visions are like. Talking about real life shit. So it's. So now Kristen. Kristen texts. And also at the t- at the house. When they was looking at the uh, Ben and his sister. Karina. Karima or Karina. Something like that. And they were in the house. He gets a text from Kristen. And Kristen says, we need to talk. So so now Kristen is with uh, Ben. And, he show, and she shows him the recording. So she plays the recording. And you hear, you hear the beginning of the conversation. But once Leland starts saying stuff that will hurt him in court. It gets static. So Kristen asks, as Ben, can you get the audio? Get the audio out of there. So now they cut back to Duke. Just sitting in his office sweating. In a tank top. And. I don't even know if he's listening to this music. I'm pretty sure it's. It might be listening to the music. I think it is listening to the music. He's Yeah he. I'm confusing this scene and the ending scene of this episode. He's listening to the music. And. Uh, David goes to the keyboard to lower the volume and he notices a paper on the back of the on the keyboard and he gets a name so now they so now they on the roof apparently this is Batman in Gotham City this is how they converge on the roof in the meeting so David says it's I think the guy's name is Sebastian he's a uh, an IT so he installed everything so they think they got their culprit. Ben pulls Kristen to the side and says he couldn't he couldn't lift the audio. He couldn't lift the audio from he he suggested that uh Leland use the jammer. He couldn't lift the audio off the jammer. He tells Kristen that. But then he also tells Kristen you could use a deep fake. Since we have his voice on recording, we could use that voice to make him say some wild shit. And this is some scary technology shit. So now, just because I say, hello, good morning, you have my voice. Now you can make me to say, I I, I robbed six banks and now I'm in trouble. It's, it's, this technology is fucking crazy. So now, so now, uh, and then they, and Ben also tells the crew, hey, I set up a trap in my house. 
I shut off all the Wi-Fi systems, and the only the only thing with Wi-Fi is my sister's cell phone. And when the hacker hacks into when the hacker hacks into the sister's Wi-Fi, he says he's gonna divert. He's gonna share the hack with the NSA. And David asks why, and then Ben says to get him in trouble, duh. So they finally get a hold of Sebastian. They bring him to the office, and they start talking. And Sebastian confesses, confesses everything. And then Ben asks him, "How did you hack my dad's virtual assistant in my house?" And and Sebastian has he has no idea what that he's talking about. So now Ben goes home. And he walks in on his sister talking to the virtual assistant. They talking into their into their native language. And the virtual assistant does a baby twice, and then and then homeboy asks, "Karima, what is that about a baby?" I just like the way he say baby. So that's that. Ben takes the virtual assistant, throws it into the into the garbage truck that's outside collecting garbage. So now we we cut back to the office, where Duke's behavior is all changed. He's up, he's all up, uplifting and happy. See, the, this is the scene where I think it's the show playing this music. I don't think he's actually listening to this music, but yeah. So so as the music's playing, he gets an instant message saying, "Hi, hell is only half full." Right as the the song lyric says, "Hell is only half full." I know you didn't need need to hear me singing it, but fuck it. So, so this whole time, Patty's talking to David on the phone, explaining the situation. So as they're talking, David is talking with um, David and Patty are talking, and Duke just gets up, walks to the balcony, steps to the ledge, and just jumps off. That's that. And then now we cut back to the trial. And remember, Kristen couldn't be on trial because the therapist notes uh, made her an un- unreliable source. So Kristen, the, with the audio that Ben deepfaked, she gave it to the lawyer. And now they got leaning on, on the stand. And now they're playing the audio in front of the court. And you can see the facial expressions on Leland's face. As she presses play, he was shocked. Like, how the hell did you get the recording? And then... And then... And then... Uh, Leland, you can see the realization of it's a fake. And then he realizes it's a deep fake. And whatever, that's that. And at the, at the end of the trial, Leland confronts... I think Kristen confronts Leland... And Lena says, ah, deepfake, you're using my tools against me. Very good. And then that's it. And then it ends with Leland just shouting stuff very creepily. But that's another episode. Another episode where they had a human explanation. But they're still demonic. You still question, like, eh, the virtual assistant in Ben's house. That was not homeboy. So that was still demonic possession. And they keep secrets, but it's not as detrimental as the secrets that was kept by the lost cast. From each other. The lost characters. They didn't tell each other secrets. And that's that's one of the downfalls to that, of that show to me. In this case. The secrets are not a detriment to the show. 
it's not a problem yet. So it's still cool, but this is what I'm saying. There's a human explanation, and there's still demonic forces at at play that they didn't resolve. So, and we heard the 60 again. We gonna we gotta find out what the hell that 60 is, what it's about. So, all right, that's the end of another episode of the Chris Watches podcast. Uh, I'm thinking of. Nah, thank you for listening.